Hey everyone, this is Chris Pusty Posterson, and I'm back with another Super Deluxe Special Edition episode of the Sleep With Me podcast. This is Super Deluxe Special Edition number 37. We've done 37 of these now, which is really quite a lot. And I know that these Special Edition episodes don't work for everybody, but for those of you who do enjoy them and listen every time... Uh, thanks so very much for the positive feedback I always see on Facebook. Your comments uh, and feedback really do mean a lot. So I try to keep uh, up with that stuff as best I can. And it's always really nice to hear that it's helping you get some sleep. All right. Without any further ado, thanks to all you patrons of the Sleep With Me podcast. Let's get into Super Deluxe number 37. Tonight's show, I took an episode that recently aired that was actually based on an episode that aired last year about a Christmas tree that went for a walk. And I, in my uh, very literal fashion, took us on a walk with a Christmas tree. Um, So you'll hear this story about the Christmas tree named Chris uh, and a little elf that Scooter told a few weeks back. Um, and all the while, we'll be walking through crunchy, soft snow, bundled up in our warm outfits and scarves and whatnot. Hopefully slowly falling asleep as we go. Alright, hope this helps you get some sleep. Thanks again, everyone. And good night. like a little holiday episode so happy holidays Uh, however you uh, like uh, I know the holidays can be a tricky thing uh, because everybody celebrates it in their own way and everybody has uh, different traditions uh, depending on your family and your culture and you know a lot of stuff or maybe you're creating new traditions uh, for your family Uh, so however you celebrate the holidays is very important and, uh, but mostly it's important to, to, to say, oh boy, uh, they, like, uh, there's holidays and then there's family, right? Uh, so they can make it even more tricky. And then you have the past and the present and the future. I think that's where Dickens knew what they were talking about because uh, they said, oh yeah, got uh, So I just want to acknowledge uh, the, that uh, while I enjoy doing holiday-themed episodes, it's mostly because I watched uh, too much TV as a child. And then as a tween, I watched, also watched too much TV. Then as a teen, I watched a lot of TV. Then as a, like, a young adult, like, a, like well, then I stopped develop, like, I stopped maturing when I was a tween. I mean, I'm, and I'm not kidding. Uh, 
like at some point I stopped emotionally maturing, but I kept watching TV, hoping it would, it would set me straight. And so I've consumed a lot of holiday specials. And then as I became an adult and I developed like, uh, like uh, yeah, then I needed the nostalgia to kind of clear, like, uh, to, like de-shameify me. So then I'd say, well, I got to watch some nostalgic holiday stuff uh, to reconnect me to an earlier time when I didn't have all these feelings. And then now I've moved on to a more healing stage where I say, okay, Scoots, it's time to, uh, you know, write some things, you make some, make some amends, write the mistakes you made. Uh, he, you know, try to start to emotionally mature. Like I'd say, right now I'm around 13. So that's here. I'm like say seriously. If yeah, I think I'm about 13 years old. So uh, you know, my voice may start to change soon. So uh, big things. I'm planning big things emotionally. Uh, my emotional voice it may stay, start to change. Uh, but yeah. So. Uh, uh, I don't know. Oh, so I said like the holidays can be complicated. So I like, uh, but I like to give it a little bit of a nice little, uh, you know, take you away, you know, put you at ease, and uh, to, like uh, tell you a little bedtime story. And it'll have holiday themes, uh, mostly from my childhood nostalgia and the podcast nostalgia. Uh, but most of all. Like, I'm thankful that you listen to this podcast, and I hope it can help you. And as I enter the holiday season, I say, wow, I can't believe that there's like 600-something episodes of this podcast that I've made because of you, because it puts you to sleep, and I've heard from you, and you shared with me, and you supported the show, and encouraged me, and given me all this kindness. like I really have a lot to be thankful for, so thank you so much. Uh, so I hope I can give or bring you some solace. Uh, and last year I told the tale of the Christmas tree that took a walk. Uh, and the Christmas tree that took a walk was a Christmas tree like uh, like no other. Holy cow! Uh, that a family just like mine had picked up uh, one day. Uh, Christmas tree lot somewhere in uh, central New York, and then the family had gone to Burger King, because uh, that's where we would go, Burger King or Pizza Hut, a uh, well, super special Pizza Hut, a uh, pretty special Burger King, and got some cocoa, maybe original chicken sandwich, and it's in the like uh, storm swept in, and somehow the Christmas tree got, got uh, blown away and had to walk all the way back uh, to, 210, to, to, to 210 Westwood, where I was born and raised. Well, I wasn't born there, but uh, you know, that's, uh, yeah, but that's where I grew up. And uh, the Christmas tree took a walk. It said, well, I want to get back to this family. I'm supposed to be their holiday tree. And so the Christmas tree walked from just beyond Burger King in Western Lights Plaza. That's what, uh, where, where in Syracuse it is. Uh, went up to Burnett, it got blown, I think it got blown to Burnett Park, and then had to walk from Burnett Park uh, uh, up to where I grew up. And the night it did that walk was one of those cold, snowy nights uh, with, uh, you know, brisk, brisk air, but like where the snow is really coming down and the wind is blowing and it's accumulating on the roads, uh, but not a blizzard, just a, like a steady, uh, falling of snow but at an angle 
I would say at a 45 degree angle because of the wind, not a high wind, uh, but enough like a snow, I'd say a snowstorm. But if you didn't grow up in like a snow zone, I mean, a snowstorm is like where you're hoping, like, because you don't get a lot of blizzards. Uh, that's like serious business, you know, but snowstorms and snow showers uh, and snow flurries, I've had a few. Uh, but I also haven't lived there in a long time, so I'm not sure which one's which. Uh, but I'd say this is like right around a shower because the snow's really coming down, and over hours it can accumulate. Uh, I don't know if we'd say a quarter inch an hour, maybe an inch. I think an inch an hour is that's a blizzard. Uh, uh, but a half inch an hour, uh, that's a snowstorm. So that was the kind of night that the Christmas tree that took a walk had to walk from. Uh, uh, like a park all the way like a couple miles and it did it because it had the Christmas spirit and you know Roberta Claus uh, uh, who was my Santa Claus figure she had taken over for Santa and there's some reason this didn't get any press uh, and you could call her Santa Claus because Santa's actually a term like kind of like uh, I don't know Duke uh, or, or Duchess or something I guess those are like uh, but I prefer to, prefer to call, like, I'm not on a first name basis with Roberta Claus, except for war, written warnings I've gotten. I don't know if you get those. So many people are signed up for those. Now you can get them as like text alerts. It just says, uh, heads up, naughty list. You're, you're naughty, you're near the naughty, nearly naughty. And they say, Coo-coo-hoo. Uh, but then they say, oh no, it's from Roberta Claus. Okay, uh, I better shape up. Uh, they tried to sign up for the real-time service, but it turns out that was like not, that was some machine learning project that was like, uh, it was using Robert, like, like Roberta Claus uh, North Pole branding uh, to kind of try to get you like, because uh, they said, well, I would love real-time, I'd actually prefer like some sort of VR, augmented reality. Maybe I wouldn't though, because maybe that would make me more grouchy. So you stop to, you know, because it says stop being grouchy. Anyway, good news, great news is uh, this Christmas tree, whose name I forgot, uh, because I just did. I'm sorry, Christmas tree. Maybe the tree didn't have a name. It wasn't Wally, but the tree did remind me of Wally a little bit, though their stories are a lot different. Uh, but this Christmas tree was granted the eternal, uh, eternal magical holiday tree, like some sort of, I don't know, this stuff, like Roberta Claus basically gave the tree, made this evergreen tree evergreen, uh, like some sort of a holiday archetype. Uh, so this Christmas tree, gave, I guess, got consciousness, because I guess it already did, because it could walk. Uh, maybe the same probably the same stuff that Frosty's got, uh, but that was only seasonal, which would be a bummer. Uh, but I guess, you know, we're all seasonal, like just a, some seasons, you know, our seasons are a bit, a bit longer. But this tree, uh, this year, like it just, it just got off the phone with this tree and, because uh, it's, still, it's still like uh, wandering uh, the snowbound nights of uh, uh, central New York. Uh, but it had another adventure, uh, like uh, recently, with this another famous character from the podcast, the elf nobody knew. And the elf nobody knew, again, short on names, because this was like episode like it was 25 or 40 or uh, 90. 
it probably was December 2013, or it could have been December 2013 or 2014, maybe 2015. I don't think it was 2016, but uh, that was a story about the elf nobody knew. You know, there's a lot of elves. Uh, there's not, I guess there's not a lot of elves you know by first name anyway. But this elf was like a shy elf. You know, wasn't wasn't a character for me, but it like reminded me of me. It was just a quiet elf that minded their own business and like to 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 to, to, to just to, you know speak when they had something to say, but otherwise just did their job. But still had a bit of you know you know could feel lonely from time to time. And at some point, this elf. Uh, I'm not exactly sure because I haven't really listened, but the elf said, well, I'm going to go for a walk. Uh, and uh, the only elf's name I can think of is Spackle, who's my friend. Uh, but uh, I'm not friends with this elf just because I don't know. Ironically enough, I don't know the elf that nobody knew. Uh, but I know the story behind it. Yeah, but so this elf uh, went off and, you know, no one knew because uh, the elf had gone off, uh, ended up walking and heading into the woods and then ended up helping, like, all the forest friends, uh, maybe some woods elves. This was like a, like a, like a North Pole elf, uh, and it ran into some, like, deep forest elves, I think, and they had an adventure. Uh, but eventually, I think this elf, uh, the elf nobody knew, was in charge of, uh, only had one job, which was uh, adding the lubricant to the, um, the runners on Santa's sleigh. And it had, obviously, is a critical job, especially depending on the weather. I think they changed lubricants. Uh, and so once, uh, like, the Christmas night came, or yeah, Christmas Eve, they call it, but... Uh, they found that they said, well, we really need this elf. And, uh, you know, the, Christmas was saved when they found the elf and everybody realized uh, this is an elf we should know. Uh, but it turns out patterns are hard to break. So this elf, uh, who, who's uh, not good at self-promotion, even though they saved uh, one Christmas Eve and Christmas night, Christmas day, you know, the stakes are hard with Christmas stories because it's like really like, uh, I guess you got to save Christmas for at least with one person. If you can't save it for everybody, uh, so I think Roberta Claus she called she called Christmas off one year, I think. Uh, but anyway, this elf, uh, uh, we'll say it's Elfie, and we'll say the Christmas tree's name's Chris, because uh, I don't know either one of their names. Uh, uh, but, you know, ever since I told that tale, Elfie kind of, uh, you know, drifted back into the background and it didn't do much. And, uh, but it did finally develop after a year or two, like a close circle of friends. And they said, uh, geez, Elfie, you're going to grease the um, runners of uh, Santa Sleigh. Like, what other things are you into? And Elfie said, "Well, I don't, I don't really know. Like, uh, like, uh, like uh, I guess, like, uh, I'm not really into much else. And uh, like, uh, like, I'm just like rather uh, be be myself and uh, just do my job." And they said, "Are you sure about that, Elfie? Like, are you sure you're not looking for a greater adventure?" And uh, the Alfie said, well, I heard that Roberta Claus uh, gave this uh, Evergreen Award to an evergreen tree, a Christmas tree. 
uh, they took a walk and uh, Elfie said, actually, I can't stop thinking about it. Cause they said, what would a tree, how would a Christmas tree walk? Did it grow legs or did its trunk split into legs? Uh, it, does it have arms? Does it have a face? Uh, when it, did it smile when it got into work because it was a private ceremony? Uh, and Roberta Goss flew to central New York for it. I can't stop thinking about that Christmas tree that took a walk. Uh, and what does the tree do now? And a lot of people said, never heard about that tree. That uh, like, uh, doesn't sound like a Christmas tree that w took a walk where? Uh, to the North Pole? And Elfie said, no, but like uh, past a Burger King. And they said, she sounds like that podcast uh, to, to put people to sleep. I don't, I don't get it. Uh, and Elfie said, can't you, you, can't you picture, can you picture a Christmas tree going for a walk? They said, yeah, like going for a walk, a Christmas tree that took a walk. Uh, I picture it for about four seconds and then I move on to something else. And Elfie said, well, that's what I'm really interested in. And somehow this news got to Roberta Claus because they think they're trying to do this thing. What do you call it? Oh, sabbaticals. Uh, like there's, there's like plenty of progressive thinking trying to get implemented at the North Pole. And just one layer of this is saying, hey, why don't you take a sabbatical? Uh, you don't know what it's called when you, you, uh, you get, you, you're drawing a salary even when you're uh, like doing what you're interested in. But I guess Roberta Claus, again, this is all private ceremony, so I didn't have access to this, but El she called Elfie in, and she said, you're the elf nobody knew about, huh, Elfie? And Elfie said, yep, uh, yeah, I guess I'd rather be called the elf that rather would rather not be known. And Roberta said, well, I'm glad, you know, you've been working with your apprentice, and you've really been doing a great job, and we're all really proud of you. And she said, are you familiar with our sabbaticals? And uh, Elfie said, no. And Roberta Claus said, well, no one is really. It's like one of the programs that nobody knew. So she said, I'm trying to come up with this new thing called Sabbatical Adventures. Uh, and I'd like for you to be our first person to take a sabbatical adventure. And Elfie said, what's the difference between a sabbatical and a sabbatical adventure, just an adventure at the end? And Roberta said, no, you, like, you leave immediately. Like, she goes, it's less prep, like you're on sabbatical uh, and we're, we're sending you on the adventure that you already asked for. So you, I guess you get less say and there's less planning. We're sending you to central New York. Uh, there's a big storm due and uh, we figured you'd walk with the, the Christmas tree that took a walk. Uh, and Elfie said, okay, uh, sounds great. And Roberta said, okay, like, uh, don't worry about packing your stuff. We packed you a go bag. And she said, we'll see you on the other side of uh, the holidays. And she said, be, be careful out there because the Northern Lights have been acting funny. Winkity, wink, wink, wink. Uh, and Elfie said, what do you mean? What was with the winkity, wink, wink, wink? Uh, and she said, there must have been some magic in that uh, old adventure sabbatical. Uh, and she said, here, put on this uh, t-shirt, it says uh, sabbatical adventurer. And, uh, the, you know, the, there was more stuff that I heard about, but, you know, nothing, you know, more joking stuff, like where Elfie said, huh, is this some sort of uh, 
and then Elsie climbed in uh, like uh, like uh, you know traveled. I don't know how else traveled to be honest. I guess I would assume some sort of sleigh-based technology or something. Yeah, but also parachutes, I think, uh, is a cool way. Let's just assume Alfie parachuted and a giant flowing parachute inside, a giant stocking, a knit stocking. What could be more comfortable than swaying? Yeah, but then as Elfie crossed through the clouds, it started to feel like the change in the air. Now, luckily, this was electric sock, so uh, Elfie turned on the heater and started to feel some moisture and then a little bit more rocking as they crossed through the cloud layer uh, into the air above central New York. And Elfie began to circle around and around and around and eventually lower and lower into uh, center 13215 area code and eventually through the trees and into the woods uh, uh, somewhere uh, was where Elfie finally, you know, the parachute got caught in the trees but uh, you know, Elfie was relaxing and sleeping and then woke up and looked down and said, okay, I can climb down from here and it was a, it was just a dusk, uh, like maybe, I don't even know what time it got to be dusk, uh, with the snowstorm, uh, maybe 4 p.m. And Elfie said, wow, 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 uh, where am I? And Elfie got out of the trees and uh, uh, headed off in one direction, confident, but not knowing why Elfie was confident, other than from listening to this podcast, uh, and then Elfie said, oh yeah, listen, that Sleep With Me podcast. These are the woods that have uh, been appeared in a few episodes. Uh, so I'll just go through Mrs. O's backyard. And then they, Elfie saw the old rock wall. And then the big flat rock. And then the long, uh, long, long stretch of Mrs. O's backyard. And then through the backyard. And then around the back of uh, the next next door neighbor's house, uh, into Scoots's backyard where little Andy used to play. Yeah, but the house was dark and silent. Uh, yeah, the house was, but then the, the hill, like uh, because of the snow, uh, Elfie saw cars like struggling to get up the hill because it was snowing so hard. And what they would do is they'd get halfway up the hill and their tires would start to spin, or some of them with snow tires even would get further. And as they got closer to the top of the hill where it was steeper, then their tires would start to spin, and some would try to go slow, but most of the cars uh, would, uh, weren't gonna make it, so then Elfie would go, so Elfie just started helping and saying, hey, let me help you turn around uh, if they got caught. Uh, and plus with the snowbanks, you know, you'd have to do like a 30-point turn if you couldn't get into a driveway. And Elfie just said, geez, tonight's not the night. And then Elfie said, like, you could go all the way around uh, the block. Uh, it's like this is a big rectangle. And people say, gee, thanks. So who, who, who are, you doing, are you doing appearances or are you just working at someone, one person's house? Uh, Elfie would laugh, uh, laugh with a, like a gingerbread and candy cane breath that these elves had. Because uh, 
I'm just looking for a tree. Have you seen a Christmas tree that likes to walk? And no, no, no. Well, anyway, Merry Christmas. No, he said, what do you mean? And I said, well, it's Christmas Eve, uh, you goof. Uh, aren't you waiting for Santa? Are you going to show, show Santa where to land? And Elfie said, Roberta, you mean Roberta Claus? Uh, and they say, Roberta Claus, never heard of her. Eventually, Alfie, like Alf enough people, uh, Alfie learned that uh, there had been some sort of time shift, and it was like in the 19, uh, uh, like in 1989, 1990, 91, was the best Alfie could do, because, uh, you know, the songs, uh, the, the holiday songs uh, that were playing, uh, that Alfie was able to narrow down the years. Uh, so then Alfie went back to the yard, uh, the, in this bush, uh, and it was a big bush, and it wasn't hard to find, and, uh, like, uh, Elfie felt like, uh, Elfie had, like, a lot of winter clothes on, too, so this big, like, evergreen bush, uh, really big and wide, uh, bigger than a bush, like, a few bushes in a row, technically, probably, and Elfie lied down in the bush, uh, bush you could take Elfie's weight spread out among its branches and Elfie smelled some evergreen and uh, you know because Elfie had so much layers on was warm and kind of swaying and then able to look up at the gray uh, sky just beyond the, uh, the snow and able to hear the sound like almost like a click 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 as the snow started to watch as the, the, the snowflakes uh, like came come down in a relentless manner uh, but a hypnotically relentless manner uh, just uh, like a stream almost but a distinct stream like where you could watch each individual flake uh, for a little while and then watch it again and you know, even though uh, Elfie was from a fantastic place in North Pole, and now it uh, time traveled, presumably, this was another kind of, uh, like, uh, just unbelievable thing uh, uh, that, uh, you know, it's easy to forget that the sky is just uh, uh, for, for projecting snowflakes uh, nonstop, uh, and then... Uh, 
you know, Elsie didn't get too heady and think about the flakes, but it thought about how the flakes were uh, clumped together, Elsie did, and, and uh, Elsie started to drift off just for a little while, uh, uh, just, just long enough that Elsie's cheeks and nose got a little cold, uh, and uh, that's when Elsie felt uh, something drifting on its cheek, uh, something warm uh, for brushing. And that's when Elfie looked up and uh, uh, saw a Christmas tree, uh, like leaning in above it, uh, Chris, the Christmas tree, I mean, spoiler alert, uh, leaning in, brushing kind of the melting snow off of uh, Elfie's cheeks. And uh, Elfie was still stuck in the moment, even though Elfie was kind of coming back. Uh, it was again something about the, the feeling of that melting snow, the warm skin, and Elfie's core was still very warm. Even his ex like external body parts were still warm and toasty. And uh, like even though Elfie's cheeks were, the, the body temperature still warm enough to melt most of the snow. And it was almost delightful just that little moment of. Uh, like uh, just interest, uh, like man, my cheeks are still melting in the snow, but it, it's not all of it, and that's why. And then Elfie said, "Holy cow, this way this Christmas tree is brushing snow from my face." And Elfie said, "Are you the Christmas tree that took a walk?" And the Christmas tree did say, did kind of nod and said, uh, "Yeah, I am the Christmas tree that took a walk." Uh, and I'd like to take you for a special little walk, Elfie, on this uh, special Christmas Eve, uh, 19, whatever it is. Uh, the Christmas tree said, I'm not positive either. They've been, you know, wandering in and out. Of, like, uh, Elfie said, how's it in the, they said, well, there's a, they, like, there's this thing called the transverse plane. I don't want to try to explain it to you, but that's where we, uh, we're, we're out beyond the transverse plane. Nelvi said, "Does that mean we're really in a, in a Christmas tree?" Said, "Yeah, we're actually in this uh, this world." And then Nelvi said, "Is this look at the, where little Andy the podcaster grew up?" And uh, Christmas tree said, "Yeah, it was their Christmas tree last year." And uh, you know, then I was sent to meet Roberta Claus uh, in the future. Again, don't worry about it. We're going to go for a walk. Uh, are you ready? And Elfie said, yeah, I think so. And then the Christmas, she said, no, let's have a cu cup of hot cocoa and sit here and, uh, and, and talk about stuff. Uh, and Elfie said, okay. So then they sat in the garage. Uh, somehow the Christmas tree has a code. I don't know, where I was, we never had a code. So could, like, uh, maybe after I moved away, there was a code for the garage door, but, uh, yeah, so they got inside the garage and they were sitting there smelling the smells of gasoline and the lawnmower and the sound of a cold garage and metal kind of readjusting itself and of dirt and dust. Uh, and they drank some uh, hot cocoa that seemed to miraculously appear, but really uh, Chris, Chris the tree had a backpack uh, that Elfie just never noticed. Uh, so they had some hot cocoa, yes, with marshmallows, of course, pepper, a little peppermint flavor. 
and they just kind of sipped that and enjoyed it and they actually didn't talk they listened again to the sounds now of the wind and a few more cars and they had a laugh as every car they listened to tried to make it up the hill but they didn't and uh, they said what an annoyance on christmas eve and chris chris just like let out like uh uh, Elfie just have the space uh, uh, to take in more moments, uh, even though they were together. Uh, you know, they were kind of solitary uh, community members, I guess, in some strange way. And then Chris opened the garage door and said, uh, let's head out. And even as they did, uh, the snow had accumulated, so it made that... Uh, that sound when you first hit snow, like almost like a crinkling, uh, like a creaking sound. And they started to enjoy that uh, and the things on their cheeks. And uh, Alvy said, where were we going? And uh, uh, the Christmas tree said, don't, we're just a, we're a little bit of a tour of uh, Scoots's, uh, a couple of uh, little Andy spots because uh, I know you're a little Andy fan. And so they headed off, and the first place they went was just down the street uh, where I used to go sledding. And uh, you know, Elfie said, yeah, there's an episode about this. And the Christmas tree said, yeah, let's go up here. Like, uh, little Andy used to also like, explore, loved exploring this golf course in the winter and, you know, having different adventures as G.I. Joe and Starscream, and uh, you know, Brainy Smurf, uh, and then they laughed at that because that was a joke on multiple levels, and, uh, you know, but maybe not the gummy bears. They could have been one of the gummy bears. Uh, and it kind of showed, like, uh, all the places they used to walk around there. And then they walked out, and they crossed the one busy street, and they went past my best friend uh, from, from uh, all the way back to kindergarten, a greenhouse, uh, Patty and Judy and Jim, Chris and Dan lived at, uh, and then they cut around a couple, a couple of streets, a couple lefts, a couple rights, and they ended up at another reservoir or actually a reservoir, which is another good spot to go sledding, but had more uh, uh, tiered hills. Uh, so it, I think it has a sustained hill on the other side with these beautiful brick red reservoirs. Uh, and uh, there was a couple of people sledding there, like uh, adults, and you know, they needed a break on this uh, Christmas Eve. And, and then they headed down from there and they headed by another house where a little, another one of our little Andy friends uh, used to live, uh, Chris N. and his family. And uh, they had a lot of good times at that house. And then they turned to, to uh, the church uh, where little Andy's mom even went to, to school, uh, Most Holy Rosary Church. Uh, now, this is where all of uh, their family things tend to be, where the people who go to the big farms, or, you know, uh, not a recent wedding, uh, but, you know, some weddings have been there, and the bells were ringing there, and it has a big rose window in the front, 
and even I think on the top it has like a statue with a neon uh, a halo and so they took all that in like uh, even the stuff that only exists in Little Andy's memory and up there you're on a little bit of a hill so you have a view of uh, uh, some of the lower uh, uh, parts of Syracuse like downtown Syracuse and some of the hills beyond there it's a nice peaceful view and then you have a view down the hill just sit down the hill they just said because on my shoulders, uh, and Elfie said, okay, and they could see the library branch on Jettison Ave, where uh, Lanny spent so much time, and according to Lanny's mom, his first uh, poetry was published in the uh, library, uh, you know, summer reading game con compilations, and there was also like a burned dairy there, where you could get chocolate milk, and both looked and they said, wow, that's like a, quite a, like a branch, uh, and they could see all, the, the roads were pretty quiet now, and they just kind of took it in, and they saw some of the schools at a, a little Andy's uh, aunts and uncles and cousins that had worked at all around the area. Ruskin Ave, uh, and uh, Elvis said the Ruskin Ave, where little Andy used to jump in the compost, uh, his grandfather's compost heap, and the Christmas tree said, yeah, and then Elvis said the, the, the Ruskin Ave, where uh, all of Andy's uh, aunts and uncles and mom grew up all together, uh, uh, what is it, like 12 or 20 of them, and the Christmas tree, Chris just laughed, uh, and said, let's walk over there, and, uh, and, uh, obviously, can I jump into the compost heap, just like little Andy does, uh, and, uh, like, uh, the Christmas tree said, well, you have to climb up, and Andy climbed up the side of it like it was a ladder, and then it would stomp on it more, he didn't know, he didn't know what compost was either, he just knew it kind of smelled weird, and they would move, and uh, the current location is a back of, uh, up against the fence, uh, so little Andy liked to use it to, to pretend that, like, uh, there was an adventure jumping off point, and so they walked, uh, like, uh, down a couple streets and over, and, uh, somehow they got there, like, uh, not that I would have been able to find my way, but, uh, they were able to, and they found a, a street, uh, kind of picturesque, you know, uh, and there was this gray house uh, with a porch out front uh, where there was uh, New Yorker magazines aplenty, and extra sharp cheese and crackers uh, where uh, Andy's grandparents would uh, do those things, eat cheese, uh, drink BB and water, and uh, read the New Yorker. And that was where Andy first was confused by cartoons, but, and, and said, huh, uh, interesting. Uh, I don't quite understand this. Uh, 
and eventually they walked up the driveway and they, they walked down and the house was a buzz uh, because all of the relatives were there uh, uh, for Christmas Eve and uh, uh, probably a hundred people at least in that house and it was a it was vibrant, uh, the sounds coming out. Uh, there were sounds of, uh, you know, debate, uh, of joy, of uh, emotional roller coasters of children with sugar, you know, too much sugar and not enough sleep. Uh, there was games being played. There was dreams being dreamed. There was TV or holiday specials being watched. Uh, but Alfie just wanted to get to that compost heap, a uh, handmade... Uh, you know, compost of uh, heap, uh, like a big square box uh, made by like kind of a scrap of wood, uh, open slatted sides and plywood on the, the end, uh, so you could climb up it just like a ladder up the slatted sides. Elfie went and started to jump in the compost heap. Uh, Christmas tree said, Chris, the Christmas tree said, let's go inside, Elfie, I guess, the cloak of, cloak of ability, uh, yeah, plus no one will notice anyway, they'll just think we're dressed up like this, uh, and they went inside, and the first thing you do is you go up on the porch, and you, you know, that's where all the beer and wine and soda would be, or the overflow, and shake off your shoes uh, but you probably wear them and then you go into the kitchen and on the right was a table uh, with all the appetizers and drinks and, and then to the left was the fridge and uh, the door to the basement uh, where little Andy wasn't really allowed to go too much but he always liked to try to sneak down there because uh, it always smelled a little bit weird, but it was really just a smell like a, like a natural gas smell. And the house is warm, and people are inside, and they're kind of dressed up and not dressed too fancy, you know, like sweaters and pants, or, you know, with Santa Claus ties, and, and they say, wow, this is a lot of uh, laughing going on, and quaffing, and chattering and people haven't seen one another in a long time and then you go into the, the from the kitchen you go into this one room and it's a big room with a big table that you can see to 12 to 14 people and people are just taking their turns eating at the table and there's a table and nearby the table is a buffet you know with turkey and all that all the fixings greatest of potlucks uh, from across uh, uh, central New York and even the extended family bringing in, you know, it's got that ambrosia pudding thing or whatever the jello thing and turkey and stuffing and mashed potatoes and behind the table is a room where the, all the littlest kids go to watch TV and they're in there. There's about 16 kids on one couch, uh, snuggling, cutest thing ever, except when they uh, when the commercials come on. And there's other kids in every possible seat. And there's kids coming in and out. Uh, 
and uh, maybe there's even a kid with a bowl cut uh, that might be a little handy. Uh, probably has on his favorite uh, shirt uh, at that era, which was a gray shirt with purple stripes, uh, probably a long sleeved uh, collared shirt. Uh, and he's probably wear that almost every day with his little bowl cut and his innocent eye. He's hoping he would still get a toy even though he had aged out of getting toys. And Elfie looked around and the Christmas tree looked around and they just saw people like, uh, uh, that were like uh, glad to be around one another. and that it set aside any part complicated part of their lives for the evening. And uh, yeah, there was a, you know extra you know humanity everywhere. But uh, for this night, it was like they were participating in something a traditional, and uh, like that uh, they were like returning to their nostalgia and creating their own nostalgia and eating a lot of bread, oh, oh, the rolls that they would eat, and uh, then the cookies that they would consume. And the older people, the uh, young adults, uh, college age uh, to their 20s would debate who was going to play Santa Claus. Uh, and, you know, everybody did a gift exchange, so Santa Claus would eventually show up and put on a show and the kids couldn't believe that they had been lucky enough for Santa to come and give out gifts. Uh, and yeah, there were some people that would be disappointed, like little Andy, when he got clothes instead of uh, a toy, because uh, he didn't know, uh, uh, you know, that uh, hey, you can be thankful for things. Uh, uh, but also because he had that little, you know, imaginary, like saying, well, I'm going to get this, it's going to be the year I get the toy I dreamed of. And so it was a good gross moment for little Andy to uh, say, okay, well, I don't get everything I want, I'm still, uh, and the snow was still going outside, and then uh, Elfie looked at the Christmas tree, uh, then they like took a walk and said, why'd you bring me here? And uh, at Christmas, she said, why don't you take some time and get to know some people? Who Everybody, like, uh, go ahead and give it a shot uh, and see what happens. And Elfie started going around uh, and uh, he said, what are you, how, like, uh, instantly said, what are, you, uh, what, are you, uh, what are you, whose kid are you? Elfie said, like, would make something up. Oh, I'm little Andy's. Oh, you're Ted. Great to see you. Uh, and uh, then Elfie starts saying, I'm Elfie. Uh, I'm a friend of the, like, I'm a friend of little Andy's. Uh, and they said, really? Uh, the, the one with the vacant eyes. Uh, and Elfie said, that's the one. Uh, the one that e- eats everything. Like, n- inedible stuff. And they said, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Little Andy. Great. Uh, well, it's good to have you here. Have you had a, one of these cookies? Have you had any food? Go ahead and sit down. And uh, at some point, the Christmas tree is over. Walk, walked off uh, to the next adventure for the Christmas tree. But Elfie stayed behind and shared in the moment. Uh, Elfie said, I'm not sure if this moment is real or memory. But I 
can feel the spirit of uh, the holidays of saying, hey, we just bask in this moment and Elfie found like a weird continuum between lying alone in a bush uh, and how that felt to be surrounded by people and in uh, warmth and just a, a momentary lapse in worry Thank you. 